Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirshner. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. Well, friends, in his RICO case, Donald Trump has now been booked. He's had his arrest photo taken, his mug shot, and now it's time to set some trial dates, some speedy trial dates, because justice matters. Friends, welcome to the weekend edition of my Justice Matters audio podcast, and what a week it's been. We have a lot to unpack on the legal landscape, not to mention the illegal landscape. We're going to be talking about what's been going on down in Georgia in Donald Trump's RICO prosecution, and not only Donald Trump, but 18 co-defendants. We'll be taking on the question of what might these RICO trials look like and how soon might they begin? And then we're going to move on up to D.C., my backyard, because I'll be in court on Monday for Donald Trump's status hearing, at which time Judge Tanya Chutkin will be setting a trial date, what I believe will be a prompt trial date, for Donald Trump's federal case, his federal prosecution. Well, at least one of them. His federal case involving his efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election, his efforts to rob the voters of the full value of our vote, his efforts to convert our democracy into a dictatorship, none of which is hyperbolic, friends, because that is precisely what Donald Trump tried to do on and around January 6, 2021. But friends, let's start down in Georgia. As you undoubtedly know, Donald Trump and 18 other defendants have been indicted as part of a RICO conspiracy, racketeer-influenced and corrupt organizations case. Not only a RICO conspiracy charge, but some 40 other criminal charges have been brought by Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fawny Willis. And almost all of the defendants have now been booked and arrested. They've had their mugshots taken. You know, we saw Donald Trump looking pathetic, you know, trying to look tough, but really just looking sad and desperate. And now the question becomes, when might we see our first RICO trial in Georgia of these 19 co-defendants? And well, we have an answer to that question. The answer is October 23rd of this year, just two months from now. I love it. I love it. Let's do our first RICO trial in October. Let's get our justice on. 
Now, why has the first trial date been set for October 23rd of 2023? Well, it's because one of the co-defendants, a sad little lawyer named Kenneth Cheesebro, the architect of the fake elector scheme, the person who put the blueprint together, you know, how to coup for fun and profit, well, cheese bro, the cheese, has demanded a speedy trial. And District Attorney Fawny Willis said, oh, you want a speedy trial? <laughs> I've got your speedy trial right here, October 23rd. And the presiding judge, Judge McAfee, set the trial date in accordance with Cheese Bro's request for a speedy trial. And District Attorney Willis also said, you know, while we're at it, Judge, we are happy to try all 19 defendants on October 23rd. Let's get it on. Okay, she didn't say let's get it on. That was my editorial addition. But that sure is what she communicated. But Judge McAfee said, well, you know what? Let's start with Kenneth Cheesebro because right now he's the only defendant who has requested a speedy trial. So right now, Kenneth Cheesebro is the only one scheduled to stand trial this October. So yes, I think we can, we can conclude that you know the cheese stands alone. All right, friends, I'll, I'll stick to my day job. I won't be hitting the comedy clubs anytime soon. But here's what I want to talk about regarding Kenneth Cheesebro's insistence on having a speedy trial date. You know, why did he want to go to trial so quickly? Why did he demand a speedy trial immediately? Well, I have some theories based on my experience as a former career federal prosecutor. You know, I had some defendants demand speedy trials. Now, most of them don't. Most of them waive their right to a speedy trial because they know that delay is the defendant's friend. You know, I've always said that prosecutors always want to go to trial yesterday, defendants always want to go to trial tomorrow, and the judges are in the position to, you know, sort of split the difference and set a trial date that is fair to both parties, both the defendant and to the prosecution. Because the prosecution has an interest in a speedy trial. The prosecution represents the interests of the American people. You know, if you're a federal prosecutor, the American people have an interest. They have a say, right? They have a right to a speedy trial, not just the defendant. The defendant can waive his right to a speedy trial, but, you know, the American people have an interest when someone tries to steal our democracy, when someone tries to end the American experiment, when someone tries to rob us of the full value of our vote, we, the American people, have a right to and deserve a speedy trial for those crimes. And that sure is what Jack Smith, special counsel Jack Smith, is fighting for, a speedy trial for we, the people. And it looks like D.A. Willis is fighting for it as well. She's fighting for her constituency, the people of Georgia. So why did Cheesebro request a speedy trial? Well, let me start with the most usual reason defendants request a speedy trial. It's because some defendants don't want to live 
with felony charges hanging over their heads any longer than they have to. They want to get right into trial. They want to take their shot at a not guilty verdict. They want the case resolved promptly, one way or another, win, lose, or draw. You know, I don't want this hanging over my head, therefore I'm demanding a speedy trial. That's one reason defendants will sometimes, you know, exercise their right to a speedy trial. What's another reason? Well, sometimes the defendants, and obviously their defense attorneys, believe they have a good defense and they want to get into court. They want to put it in front of the jury and they want to try to win their case, right? They want to go to trial because they believe they're innocent or they have a good legal defense to the charges and they believe they will be exonerated at trial. Now remember, Donald Trump is always yelling and screaming and complaining, I'm innocent. This is a witch hunt. This is political interference. I'm going to be completely exonerated. And then in the next breath, he says, uh, but you know, I, I don't want to go to trial for about three years. Well, friends, that puts the, excuse the language, that puts the bullshit to Trump's claim of innocence. You know, I think bullshit is a legal term. You know, I try not to work blue, but sometimes I can't help myself. You know, I'm a gutter kid from Jersey and you can take the boy out of Jersey, but you can't take the Jersey out of the boy. But when Donald Trump proclaims his innocence and he will be exonerated as soon as he gets to trial, and then he says he doesn't want to go to trial for three years, come on now. On the way, Glenn gives us another reason why Kenneth Chesbro might have requested a speedy trial. That's next on Justice Matters. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Kenneth Chesbro is the only defendant of the 19 indicted co-conspirators who's set for trial. What's really behind this strategy? Here's Glenn with more details. Okay, friends, what's the third reason that Cheesebro may have been motivated to request a speedy trial? One word, collusion. Okay, stick with me here, friends, because, you know, we've heard that word collusion used in a lot of different ways over the years. I have 
lots of co-defendant cases that I handled as a prosecutor. And there are a couple of universal truths when you indict a whole bunch of defendants together, including RICO defendants, and you're trying to take them all to trial. Generally, the defendants will file what's called a motion to sever. Defendants are forever trying to sever themselves out. In other words, trying to get a judge to rule that they shouldn't be part of the big joint co-defendant, co-conspirator trial. They want to get out from the big trial and they want to go second or they want to go third. And they will offer a thousand different reasons, factual and legal for, you know, why they don't think they should be part of the big co-conspirator trial. And I will say ordinarily judges deny motions to sever. But sometimes the judge will grant the motion to sever and one or more defendants will be pulled out of the big case so they won't go to trial as part of the big RICO conspiracy case. They might have a separate trial later down the road. And here is a universal truth. Every defendant, every co-conspirator, particularly in a RICO case, wants to be the second one to go to trial or the third one to go to trial or the last one to go to trial. Why? Well two reasons. First, delay is the defendant's friend. The longer a defendant can push his or her trial off into the future, the more likely it is that, for example, witnesses' memories will fade, evidence might go missing, circumstances might change. Sometimes they believe if the prosecutors win early convictions against most of the co-defendants, maybe they'll lose enthusiasm to keep trying the rest of the defendants? Not usually. But delay is the defendant's friend. Let me use a concrete example. In one of my cases, I had a murder case where there was only one eyewitness. He was an elderly gentleman. He was a good citizen type. He saw the murder. He reported what he saw. He testified before the grand jury. And as we were preparing to go to trial and he was ready to testify at trial some weeks before the trial, sadly, he died of a heart attack. He died unexpectedly, and I was left to dismiss the case. I did not have a witness who could testify at trial and identify the defendant as the perpetrator, as the killer. So that is just one real-world example of how delay can be the defendant's friend, can work to the defendant's advantage. But the other far more important reason that defendants always want to be the second one to go to trial or the third one or the last one to go to trial in a big conspiracy case is because when the first defendants go to trial, in this instance, it looks like it will be Kenneth Cheesebro. All of the other defense attorneys that represent all of the other defendants who are not part of the first trial will sit in the courtroom every minute of every day and watch the trial. They will be able to assess the quality, the quantity, the strength of, the weaknesses in, the evidence that District Attorney Fawny Willis has against Kenneth Cheesebro, but, but really the evidence that she has against the whole conspiracy. 
because when she goes to trial against the cheese, she's going to have to prove up the RICO conspiracy, and then she'll go on to prove the crimes that Cheesebro committed as part of that conspiracy. This gives the other defendants and their defense attorneys a bird's eye view, a preview of the evidence. Boy, and it's so valuable to be able to see the evidence against you in real time in court before you ever have to defend against that same evidence. That's why every defendant in a big conspiracy case, in a RICO conspiracy case, wants to go second or third or last. They don't want to be the first one to go to trial. And yet, Kenneth Cheesebro made that request to go to trial, to have a speedy trial, and he's going to get one in October. So here's what might be going on, friends. Team Trump may have said to Cheesebro, look, sport, you're the sacrificial lamb. You demand a speedy trial. You get in there so we can watch the case against you and against the RICO conspiracy and by extension against the other co-defendants so we will all be better prepared to defend against it in the future when we go to trial second, third, or last. We can see who the witnesses are. And of course, if you're Donald Trump, you know what Trump is gonna do with that information about who the witnesses are. I don't care, he doesn't care, certainly. If a judge has ordered him not to threaten or intimidate witnesses, you know what he'll be posting and what he'll be counting on his supporters to do once he does post. So it may very well be, they said to Cheese Bro, look Cheese, sorry, you gotta go first. You gotta take one for Team Trump. Now, we don't know if that happened, but it sure has the smell of it to me. You know, I spent 30 years trying to make tactical assessments of what I thought was going on in the cases I was prosecuting, particularly in the run-up to trial. And it sure smells like, you know, this could be the cheese going first and every other defendant benefiting from a preview of D.A. Willis's case. You know, and friends, I've had this precise thing happen. You know, I had uh, a RICO case I was involved in. I may have discussed this before, but I think there are some strong parallels, at least with respect to the numbers of defendants. You know, we indicted more than two dozen defendants in a big RICO case in federal court in Washington, D.C. All but 13 of the defendants pled out. They pleaded guilty, some with cooperation, some without. But there were 13 defendants remaining that we had to take to trial. And we ended up batching them together in a series of trials. Six defendants in the first trial. Some colleagues of mine tried that case. Six defendants in the second trial. I tried that case together with some colleagues. Took us six months to try it. Very long trial in front of Judge uh, Royce Lamberth in federal court in D.C. And then we had one lone defendant left because... 13 defendants demanded to go to trial, and I had to do the third RICO trial against one defendant standing alone, and it took us three months to try that one. You know, RICO trials are not short endeavors, but it's not unusual for large conspiracy cases, large RICO cases, to be broken up into batches 
of defendants. So I have seen the defense attorneys sitting in the audience, you know, with their trials coming up next in the future. And they watched all of the evidence, all of the witness testimony, all of the cross-examination, all of the exhibits that were introduced during the course of the trial so they could better be prepared to go to trial in the future. And then what they will do is they'll order transcripts of all the witness testimony and they will use those transcripts when those witnesses testify again at a second trial or at a third trial. And you know what happens, friends? Human nature is such that if you ask a witness to tell a story about something, and then you ask that same witness to tell the story about that same thing six months later, the story's gonna come out different. That's human nature. That's not an indication that somebody's lying or trying to deceive or trying to help a defendant or hurt a defendant. It's human nature. If you tell a story twice over time, you may remember some of the facts differently. You may have a failure of memory. You may have a misrecollection. But the defense attorneys will use the earlier transcripts to cross-examine the witnesses when they testify a second time or a third time. And when they find those minor inconsistencies in the witness's story, they will go at the witness. Sir, were you lying then or are you lying now? Okay, that's actually an improper question, but you get the point. And mind you, I am not accusing defense attorneys of acting improperly when they engage in that kind of a tactic. It's perfectly legitimate to cross-examine somebody with a transcript of what they said six months earlier if it's inconsistent with what they're saying in court now. And not only are defense attorneys entitled to do that, they're required to do it. Under the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution, there's a requirement to zealously represent your client. And trying to impeach witnesses with prior statements if the evidence supports it. But friends, all of this is to say there's a very real downside to having one co-defendant go first, exposing the prosecution's entire case, and thereby giving ammunition to all of the other defendants and their attorneys in future trials down the road. But that's where we are at this moment because, as I said, the cheese stands alone. Kenneth Cheesebro is the only one presently scheduled to go to trial in October. Now that may change. Other defendants may request a speedy trial and then Judge McAfee will probably say, okay, well that's great because we already have an October trial date for defendant Cheesebro so we can put all of the other defendants who are requesting a speedy trial in that trial in that case in October with their co-defendant, Mr. Cheesebro. But we'll have to wait to see how all of this plays out. Will other defendants be added to the Cheesebro trial? Will DA Willis begin to batch defendants together and propose additional trial dates? Or will she try to take the 18 remaining co-defendants to trial together in a big old mega trial? maybe in early 2024. These are questions that, you know, we will begin to get answers to in the coming weeks. Coming up next, Glenn explains why he thinks the Trump world of lawyers is falling apart. 
This is Justice Matters. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A Trump technician at Mar-a-Lago changed his testimony and flipped on him in the classified documents case. Glenn says this was directly after he switched from a Trump-funded lawyer to an independent one. Okay, friends, the last topic I want to take on is how Trump's cabal of dirty lawyers is crumbling. The inner circle of MAGA world is disintegrating. Why do I say that? Well, just a few days ago, we learned that Donald Trump's own director of IT at Mar-a-Lago, Mr. Yusil Tavares, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name, Mr. Tavares, finally wiggled out from underneath a MAGA lawyer. A lawyer who was being paid with Trump PAC money, and it sure seems like he was being paid with Trump PAC money to keep Mr. Tavares from flipping on Trump. And the minute Mr. Tavares got conflict-free counsel, an attorney who represents his interests rather than the interests of Donald Trump, what happened? Mr. Tavares flipped on Donald Trump. And friends, this is why our constitutional rights and protections are so damned important. You know, I know the Supreme Court, as presently constituted, is determined to take away any number of our constitutional rights, right? They started with women's constitutionally protected privacy rights. You know, we don't know precisely where they're headed next, but it ain't in a good direction. Now, they have not yet tried to take away our Sixth Amendment right to counsel, and the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution guarantees defendants a right to counsel, but not just any old counsel, not just any old lawyer, not just any old attorney, but a counsel, a lawyer, an attorney who zealously represents the interests of his or her client and an attorney who is not conflicted in their representation of their client. We are entitled to conflict-free counsel. That's the kind of counsel the Sixth Amendment guarantees. So what happened to Mr. Tavares? Well, it turns out that Trump directed that some security footage from the cameras at Mar-a-Lago be deleted 
after the grand jury in D.C. had subpoenaed that security footage. That, my friends, is a cover-up writ large. That is the crime of obstructing justice. Remember the saying from the Watergate era, if the crime don't get you, the cover-up will? Well, Donald Trump ordered the deletion of security footage to cover up his own crimes. Then what happened? Well, some of Donald Trump's co-conspirators went to Mr. Tavares, the IT director at Mar-a-Lago, and said, hey, boss wants the footage deleted. Now, not surprisingly, special counsel Jack Smith uncovered all of this, and he subpoenaed Mr. Tavares, the IT director, to testify before the grand jury about this conspiracy, about this criminal scheme involving Donald Trump and Walt Nauda and a guy named Carlos de Oliveira and maybe others at Mar-a-Lago, this scheme to try to obstruct justice, to try to delete video footage that would have incriminated Trump. And Trump world managed to get a lawyer for Mr. Tavares, a MAGA lawyer named Stanley Woodward. And Stanley Woodward let Mr. Tavares go into the grand jury and lie and say, I don't know anything about a plan or a plot or a request to delete security footage. I, I can't incriminate Donald Trump. I don't know anything about this. And friends, those were lies. And Jack Smith apparently had lots of evidence proving that those were lies. And when you lie in the grand jury, you've committed the crime of perjury. You may have committed the crime of obstruction of justice. You may have committed the crime of accessory after the fact. Lying and the impact of those lies is it helps the perpetrator, Donald Trump, get away with his crimes. So you're an accessory after the fact to his crimes. It may have also been an indication that you're part of an ongoing conspiracy with Donald Trump and Walt Nauda and others. So Jack Smith filed a motion with the chief judge in D.C., Judge James Jeb Boesberg. He's the chief judge of federal court in Washington, D.C., and he has supervisory authority over the grand juries in D.C. That's why he's the right person to file this motion with. And Jack Smith filed the motion to get Mr. Tavares conflict-free counsel. Not a MAGA world lawyer who apparently decided his loyalties were to Donald Trump and not his own client, Mr. Tavares. And this MAGA lawyer, Woodward, said, I don't see any conflict. I don't think there's a need for conflict-free counsel for my client, Mr. Tavares. And Judge Boesberg, in substance, said, yeah, you're wrong. The Constitution guarantees Mr. Tavares not only zealous representation, but conflict-free representation. And Judge Boesberg ordered that a conflict-free attorney would advise Mr. Tavares, would represent Mr. Tavares's interest as a client. And he appointed somebody from the Federal Public Defender Service, a, an attorney I've known for decades, and she is a terrific federal public defender. And lo and behold, 
when Mr. Tavares got conflict-free counsel, someone representing his interests, not representing the interests of Donald Trump. You know what he did? He immediately retracted his false testimony before the grand jury. He told the truth. He flipped on Donald Trump. That is the beauty, friends, of our constitutional rights under the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution, the right to conflict-free counsel. And Mr. Tavares's interests are now protected because he has an actual lawyer looking out for him. And he is now on the right side of the law. He will be on the right side of history. But this highlights just how dirty Donald Trump and his cabal of corrupt lawyers are. I'm not saying they're all corrupt, but Mr. Woodward, whew, he now has a world of hurt coming his way. You know, I suspect he'll see bar counsel referrals for unethical conduct, maybe even a criminal investigation into Mr. Woodward to see whether he was part of Trump's conspiracy. You know, he wouldn't be the first Trump lawyer to fall from grace, would he? I mean, look at all of the indicted Trump lawyers, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, John Eastman, Kenneth Cheesebro, the DOJ lawyer, Jeffrey Clark, who wasn't a Trump lawyer, but he kind of was because he joined Trump's conspiracy. He corrupted and weaponized the Department of Justice trying to tell Georgia, oh yeah, lots of election fraud. You got to go with fake electors. Come on, man. But look at all the MAGA lawyers who are being prosecuted for being part of Donald Trump's RICO conspiracy in Georgia. Look at all of the MAGA lawyers who are unindicted co-conspirators in Donald Trump's federal indictment in Washington, D.C. And I can almost guarantee you, friends, those same lawyers who are unindicted co-conspirators in the D.C. indictment, the federal indictment, they will soon be indicted co-conspirators in Washington, D.C., Rudy and Sidney and John and Jeffrey and Kenneth and very likely others will find themselves on the wrong side of the V in D.C., United States of America versus V, all those MAGA lawyers. It's coming, friends. More indictments are coming just as sure as winter is coming. More indictments are coming. Trials are coming. Convictions are coming. Prison terms are coming. And you know why? Well, because justice matters. After the break, Glenn discusses the Trump mugshot and how it's being used to grift even more money from his mega supporters. This is Justice Matters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In just a few hours after it was released, Donald Trump's campaign website began selling mugshot-branded merchandise. Glenn says these people don't deserve to be swindled. Friends, we've been at this for a very long time. And we're going to stay at it. We're never going to stop fighting. You know, Donald Trump says, no surrender. Did you see this? Oh, this was beautiful. Donald Trump takes his mugshot from Georgia, puts it on a T-shirt so he can profit, so he can grift his supporters, and on that t-shirt under a picture of his mugshot he says no surrender with the mugshot having been taken when he surrendered himself to georgia authorities (sighs) wise up trump supporters you're being fleeced you're being taken for suckers and i don't like that donald trump is taking my fellow americans for suckers I don't like it. I may not like their politics, right? The, the politics of the people who still support Donald Trump, but they don't deserve to be fleeced. They don't deserve to be taken advantage of. You know, when you see somebody with a, a disability or an infirmity being taken advantage of, somebody who is unable to you know, discern between truth and fiction, you try to do something about it, right? And I'm not trying to be unkind to the people who let themselves be fleeced by Donald Trump. You know, it's easy to dismiss them. It's easy to demean them, marginalize them. But, you know, everybody needs help. Everybody needs help. Friends, one of my favorite sayings of all time is a saying that I had on the top of my bulletin board, my cork board. Yes, I'm a thousand years old. I still had a bulletin board behind my desk when I was an assistant United States attorney at the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office when I was working as a federal prosecutor. For decades, I had one saying atop my bulletin board, and it's my favorite saying. And it said, don't look down on a man unless you're going to help him up. You know, we all need help up every now and then, even the least among us, especially the least among us. Friends, thank you for joining me today on this extended format edition of my Justice Matters audio podcast. If you want to know where else you can find me, you know, you can find me on the social media platforms, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, I think under Glenn Kirshner 2, my name, and then the number 2. You can go to my YouTube channel, Justice Matters with Glenn Kirshner. If you go, please subscribe. It's always free to subscribe. I never put anything behind a paywall. But I do post a daily legal analysis video on my YouTube channel every day, seven days a week. And we are an all-volunteer outfit here at Justice Matters. If you have any interest, in more formally supporting our all-volunteer efforts, our mission, our content, you can come on over to patreon.com and sign up to become a patron. And if you do, 
I'll send you some Team Justice and Justice Matters stickers and a personal handwritten note of thanks because we couldn't do this without your support. And we will be eternally grateful. We are eternally grateful for all of the folks who have come over to patreon.com and are supporting our efforts. And friends, as I say, I'll be in court on Monday. We'll see when Judge Chutkin sets Donald Trump's trial date. We will know soon enough when Judge McAfee sets Donald Trump's RICO trial date in Georgia. And what I can say with some confidence is we are getting there. We are moving in the right direction. We are heading toward accountability. So friends, please hang in there. Stay safe, stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon.